0: hello my name is isaac keith martinez and welcome to isaac's haunted beard oh yeah i'm back (laughs) hey guys and gals ladies and gentlemen boys and girls cats and dogs i'm here today to talk about movies no not just one movie but movies plural today we're going to talk about some of the movies that i watched in the summer of the year 2021 now summer officially begins according to the calendar on or it began on june 20th and as of the this recording being published <laughs> summer's still going on it ends on september 22nd but for the sake of this conversation we're talking about the months June July and August so for the record I watched 155 movies and I know that you know <laughs> that the reason I know that number is because I keep a movie journal and I can reference this journal uh so I can count how many movies I've watched and and, and what days I watched them and what what, what titles they were and and I do that because I'm a nerd All right You know what? one of the best ways you can start off a Summer movie season is exactly the way I started my summer movie season on June 1st. I watched the terrific Carl Reiner directed double feature of summer school and summer rental (laughs) and i know a lot of you guys myself included really wish that carl reiner had made one more film about summer with summer in the title preferably in the 80s when these two movies were made and were released so we could have the carl reiner summer trilogy but Be grateful of the gems we are given at least we got summer school and at least we got Summer rental i'm not going to do reviews of these movies, you know these movies and if you don't know these movies trust me or trust Many of your movie watching friends Who will also vouch for me that these are fun films or comedies and look them up and uh, You know i'm not going to spend that much time on the month of june I don't know why. (laughs) I just, I mean, it's not like I didn't have a cool month. I really enjoyed a lot of the movies that I watched, but for some reason, um, there wasn't a lot of titles that I wanted to like single out and talk about. I just felt like it was important to tell you (laughs) that we started off the, the summer with summer school and summer rental. Um, I'll tell you how we ended that month. Yeah, that's how fast I'm zipping through June. I'm going straight to June 30th. On June 30th, I celebrated. Did you celebrate along with me or by yourself? (laughs) The 50th anniversary of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory? Because it was. It was the 50th anniversary on June 30th. And I screened it and I enjoyed it. And I am a fan of Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. And uh, although it's a children's film, I am one of those people that leans towards feeling like it's terrifying. And that it kind of, sort of, <laughs> qualifies as a horror movie. And that Willy Wonka is... Um, well, he's awesome, for starters. And so is Gene Wilder's um, performance of Willy Wonka. But, it's you know, he's he takes delight in seeing these children kind of off themselves through the tour of the factory. And, uh, I do too. (laughs) I do. It's kind of a spooky, especially that boat ride, right? That boat ride's pretty creepy. Um, so yeah, that's about as much time as I'd like to spend talking about June. So let's just zip on over to July and on July 3rd, of course, is, as a lot of you horror fans know, Return of the Living Dead Day. So I did watch the original Return of the Living Dead. I say original, not because there's a remake, but because there's, you know, sequels. I just want to be clear, it's part one. And that's a movie holiday because they tell you on the screen, beginning of the movie, that it takes place on June uh, July 3rd. And uh, for that reason that's the appropriate day to watch return of the living dead and the next day is an actual calendar holiday and that's independence day fourth of july and i know a lot of people probably watch the movie called independence day on fourth of july and that makes sense it's uh you know it's like halloween the movie halloween it's a movie that's titled after the uh, holiday so it makes sense for a lot of people to watch halloween on halloween and it makes sense for a lot of people to watch independence day on independence day but i'm going to admit something to you i don't know if this is going to shock you i don't mean to shock you i am not really an independence day movie fan i have only seen that movie in my life i think i want to say twice i saw it in the theater and then i think i watched it again on cable and my feelings, or my memory of my feelings were, was that I really enjoyed the build-up to the invasion and the invasion itself. And then I felt like the whole second half of the film I checked out. Like, I just wasn't, I didn't like anything that happened post-invasion. Um, <laughs> I don't know, maybe one day I'll watch it again and change my mind. That's always a possibility. It's been known to happen. Will I... Be watching, revisiting Independence Day anytime soon? That's very unlikely. No, I do what a lot of horror movie fans do on the 4th of July. I watch Jaws. I consider Jaws to be not only one of the greatest films ever made, it's one of the greatest horror films ever made. And yes, I do consider Jaws a horror film. And I think it's a quintessential Independence Day movie because it takes place over 4th of July weekend. What does the mayor... Of Amity 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 Island I think I almost said Amityville As a horror fan you can see how I would make that mistake What does the mayor of Amity Island want? He wants those tourist dollars He wants The beaches to remain Open So Fourth of July Means Jaws But I watched, no, not a double feature. I watched a triple feature. Oh my God, I'm so crazy. I watched a triple feature on 4th of July. Those three films that I watched were The Shining, Jaws, and American Ninja. And I watched those three films in that order. I don't know how many of you out there are like really um, <laughs> repeat listeners of my show. Um, but if you are one of those few people that listen to all the episodes, I said this last year. I said last year when I did an episode on The Shining that I was going to watch The Shining on the 4th of July because of that photograph at the end of the movie when Jack Torrance, the character that Jack Nicholson plays, Kind of kind of becomes consumed by the hotel And he's like trapped like his spirit is like trapped there and he's in that photograph You know, like you've always been the caretaker here Proof he's in that photograph of that big party and it's dated it, it for me I always felt like it had the vibe of like a like a new year's eve party, but it says fourth of july. So You know a lot of people myself included have watched the shining during winter months, because it's a snowy, cold looking movie. But I thought that it would be appropriate to watch The Shining on 4th of July, Uh, not only because it has that picture, but also that picture is dated, um, that 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 party took place 100 years ago. So this year is the 100 year anniversary of that 4th of July party. So, it was. I know Twitter wouldn't let you forget it. <laughs> um. So, The Shining seemed appropriate. i Followed that with Jaws. I felt like it was good to do The Shining first because, because it's so cold looking, because it's snowy. You follow it with Jaws because then it gets sunny. You want to get warmed up after all that cold. Brr! I need I need some hot sunshine. I need to go for a dip in the water. And those are shark-infested waters. And that's why I watched Jaws. And then just for funsies, because you know I'm all about funsies, I watched American Ninja because I thought it'd be kind of funny because it's got the word American in the title. (laughs) What kind of a ninja? American Ninja. Which the whole concept is, I'm sure, very offensive to a lot of people. There's no such thing as an American Ninja but it's fun, right? It's fun to me. <laughs> I saw a new movie in July, not just due to me, new to everyone, because it just came out that month, and that was Freaky. And Freaky I saw on July 25th, and um, it's a horror film, and I went into it thinking it had the potential of being okay, but I actually was very impressed with it. I thought it was really good. And I think Freaky is a nod to the movie that it reminds everyone of, and that's Freaky Friday, which is a film where two people switch bodies, and that's what this is. It's a movie where a middle-aged man and a teenage girl switch bodies. How does that happen? That I won't review, reveal, because <laughs> of spoilers. I think you should see for yourself. If you if you take my advice and, and watch Freaky, uh, I don't want all the surprises spoiled, so that's that should be one of them, right? You should go into it curious. How would they explain that? But here's the real twist. It's not a comedy like Freaky Friday, it's a horror film. It's a slasher film. Because the man is a slasher killer. He's a he's a serial killer. And now he has to Well, now he's in the body of a teenage girl. And she slash he has to switch back with the other body he doesn't want to spend the she doesn't want to you know they don't want to spend the rest well more more so her does not want to spend the rest of her life in this man's body um the man is played by vince vaughn and i actually like vince vaughn i think he does a good job i think he's funny and creepy which i think is necessary for this film so there is comedy but it's not like a really i wouldn't call it a horror comedy but it's got funny moments in it. I think it qualifies as a legit horror film. There is some graphic violence in it, so don't just think it's like horror for kids or horror for teens. I think it's, I think it's the real deal. Another movie, actually movies, that I saw for the first time on uh, July 26th was a double feature of Rhea and the Last Dragon and Luca. And these were animated films that I saw on Disney+. Plus. I liked them both. I liked Raya and the Last Dragon more. And I feel like I may have done Luca a disservice by watching it second. Because I think I was so jazzed by how much I enjoyed the first film that um, Luca kind of suffered. Like I still liked it, but I wasn't like blown away. Which kind of suggests that I was blown away by Raya... Which, in a low key way, I kind of was like. I really liked Raya. Um, I loved uh, animation, and I loved all the lore that it created, and um, it just it's very beautiful looking. And do I really have to go through the plot? (laughs) Because I'm trying to make this podcast episode as uninformative and unentertaining as possible. So when it's done, you'll go. You know what? Yeah, I don't really like that Isaac uh, so much anymore. He's he's just not so good at talking about the movies like he used to. I think I'm a move on with my life. As I will move on with this conversation, I watched another new movie on uh, in July. I um, actually don't remember what day I watched it on, but I watched the um, the remake from uh, is it from this year or from last? I don't know. Wrong Turn. You know, wrong turn. So here's the thing, I really, really like this the, the remake. I actually like the the wrong turn franchise, which is pretty much just like part one was a theatrical horror film. And, and like it spawned a bunch of like straight to video sequels. And you know, in that franchise you have kind of like um Stranger in a strange land type storytelling, where you have young college kids who are—I don't know if you're specific, specifically supposed to think of them as wealthy or well-to-do, but definitely much more well-off than the characters they encounter in the Wrong Turn films. They're from—I don't know—the city, <laughs> and they kind of travel through. Uh, I want to say West Virginia. I'm not certain. It's like some sort of like really rural era area, and. They end up being picked off one by one by like hillbilly cannibals. And that's what the original franchise uh, revolves around. And that's what I thought the remake would be. And I was pleasantly surprised. And I don't really, I hope this isn't a spoiler. It's not really like that. The villains are not, they're they're not, okay, I'm spoiling it. They're not hillbilly cannibals. But I'm not going to tell you um what they are i mean they're definitely woods people They're people who um live off the land but there's a very specific explanation of who they are and what they're doing there and i really like it uh so and and it's got great action and great violence and and i think it's great (laughs) great ish has a really good ending don't tune out right away as soon as the movie's over there's some stuff during the closing credits And then the last movie I want to mention from July that I watched was I celebrated the 20th anniversary of the comedy Wet Hot American Summer, which I had seen before, and I really like it. But the main reason why I'm bringing this up is because, as you may or may not know, there are two series on Netflix that are spinoffs of this film that feature the original cast of the movie and some new cast members. And those are, as you may or may not know, What Hot American Summer is a movie from the year 20, 2001 and that takes place in the year 1981. And uh, it takes place on the last day of summer at a summer camp. And the first spinoff series is called What Hot American Summer, First Day of Camp, and that's from the year 2015. And um, the sequel is. American Summer 10 years later, so that takes place in the year 1991, and that came out in 2017. Um, I don't even really have enough time to explain this franchise. I'm just hoping that you know this movie. If you've ever been on the fence of checking out the shows on Netflix, I feel that if you like that sense of humor, that style of humor, you could really enjoy these shows. I did. I really like how they expanded that that universe, and it's crazy how far they go not just like in in terms of um, terms of um not to sit just like oh how far they go like gross out humor and stuff like that but like how far they go in like story like they (laughs) i would be spoiling it if i told you what they did they really expanded that universe let's just say that there's really absurd things that happen in that movie that get explained in the show like there's specific reasons why every little weird thing that happened in that movie happened and you get to see the origins of that in the in the series and then all the lore and information that gets introduced in the series continues in the follow-up series and i think it's a really great new tradition that i think i might do every summer is revisit the white hot american summer franchise you know it's uh if you're not familiar with it it's like a parody or satire of like you know summer camp comedies like MeePals and stuff but like really absurd and featuring a lot of cast members of uh sketch comedy groups like the state and even saturday night live and some familiar comic faces from from movies and i i am a fan i think they're very funny but speaking of netflix series there's a new horror series called brand new cherry flavor. And I believe it's eight episodes and it's about, and it's really good. (laughs) It's really good. It's, it's an an adaptation of a book and it's about a young girl, young lady who's a, a budding filmmaker who she has a really cool horror short film that she has the opportunity to turn into a feature film when she moves to California, to L.A., (laughs) and, you know, meets up with a producer who has had some success in the past, but is kind of, hasn't had success recently. So he sees her and her film as an opportunity to return to the limelight. It's like a comeback for him as well as a first step for her towards being a new filmmaker in Hollywood. So they make a deal so that he could buy the rights to her movie and he screws her over. Now, this sounds like a spoiler, but this is pretty much right away. You need this set up to understand the whole point of the series. Screws her over, ends up giving her movie to a different filmmaker and all she wanted to do was direct her own movie and she is so mad that she with the help of a witch (laughs) that she recently met put a curse on this man to turn his life upside down and upside down it does turn but it also affects her as well and just pretty much all the people in her life and all the people in his life and it's just like this this curse just takes over everyone this, just the stratosphere of all of these uh, people that surround this f- f- young filmmaker and this aging producer, and things just get bananas, and it's really good. So, I highly recommend Brand New Cherry Flavor on Netflix. Let's move on, shall we? To August. You know, like a lot of you guys, I did watch The Suicide Squad on August fifth on uh, hbo max but uh, i had never seen the original suicide squad so i did a double feature i watched suicide squad and the suicide squad and i enjoyed them both but uh unlike and this is based on tweets that i've read unlike a lot of you i actually like the first one better i prefer the first one um i mean i think the second one's fun and funny and great. I really liked it. I by no means want to say I didn't like it, but I think I liked the first one better because I really liked Will Smith's character and his story. And then I also really enjoyed the romance between Harlequin and Joker. So I I like them both, but I prefer the first one. And then the next day, <laughs> you know the movie club? I'm not going to re-explain the movie club. You know the movie club. If you don't, I'm sorry. Tigon Eric's movie club. Did an episode on the film Mask, the Eric Stoltz film. So that was the very next day, and I watched Mask, but I thought, well, wow, this is a very unique opportunity to do, to repeat something I had just done. The day before, I'd watched a movie and did a double feature where I did a movie and its sequel, and the only thing that separates the two titles was the word The Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad. So as it turns out, Mask has a film with a very similar title that just includes the word the so i did a double feature of mask and the mask <laughs> with jim carrey and i will admit that i'm not a big fan of the mask <laughs> when jim when jim carrey is um when he when he becomes the alter ego that the mask turns him into is he supposed to be cooler because He just seems really annoying and just a huge dork when he's the mask. I like him better when he's not the mask. And as far as mask is concerned, I have not seen that since I was a kid. And uh, I remember thinking, oh, when I was a kid, I thought this movie was really cool and really sad. And I was wondering how it would um, hold up. And it has held up very well. And uh, I tell you, it's to me. Um, as sad as I, I've ever thought it was, it really touched my heart. <laughs> sounds corny the way I'm phrasing this, but it really touched my heart. So I really, I really enjoyed revisiting Mask, which Share is in. And I just want to say something about Share. I, I, I think I could be wrong here, and, and granted, this is just my opinion. So if it's if, if we're just talking about opinions, I'm not wrong. It's just my opinion. But my opinion is that Share. Just might be, in my opinion, the greatest actress that used to be a pop star. Like, think of all the singers that you know that have crossed over into becoming an actor. Who's the best one? Like, who's shown the best talent for dramatic acting? Not that that's the benchmark. Like, comedy, that's important too. But, but still, Cher is amazing. And I think she's really good in, in, in Mask. Um, August 21st, I celebrated the 40th anniversary of An American Werewolf in London, a movie that I really, really love. And um, there's not much I want to say about An American Werewolf in London other than <laughs> it's just one of these movies that I I, I I space apart like by many, many years in between how often I watch it and i always remember that every time i revisit an american Warrior from london um <laughs> i always remember oh, i like this movie i wonder if it's as good as i remember it being and then when i watch it again not only does it still hold up for me and not only do i still find it very impressive but like it always like over delivers and i have to admit this last time that i watched it I went into it thinking the same thought, like it has been many a full moon since I've watched an American war from London. I wonder if it will hold up. And not only did it hold up, but it really just really kicked my ass all over the goddamn place. So thank you for existing American war Rof in London. I love you. And we're going to wrap up the movie portion of our conversation and then move on to one final part of our Twitter, our, um, <laughs> I almost say Twitter conversation, our, um, podcast conversation. Uh, but with, um, with this, this, this last double feature on August 29th, I watched the double feature of inner space and wild wild west two films that I'd seen before, but it had not been for a while. Inner space was fun. It held up for me. And I remember thinking, and this is something that I, I share on Twitter and some people agreed with me was that, if Inner Space had been remade, or had been made, in the 90s, the Martin Short part definitely would have gone to Jim Carrey. And Wild Wild West is one of those movies that I remember when I first saw it back in 99, I think it's from 1999, I remember thinking it was good, but not great, but good-ish. I find that it's aged well for me. Do you find that sometimes you like think of movies just kind of meh? And then when you watch it, once it's kind of become old, you find that it's grown on like not even grown on you. It's just like it's aged in such a charming way. And I think Wild West is like it's done that for me to the point where I'd even like to see a, a sequel. Is it too late for a Wild Wild West sequel? There you go. That's my summer of 2021. Before I leave, I'd like to mention that I watched 13 franchises <laughs> over the course of three months. And I just wanted to, like, very quickly tell you what I watched. I watched uh, Russ Meyer's Vixen Trilogy, Vixen, Super Vixens, and Beneath the Valley of the Ultra Vixens. I watched The Conjuring Universe, which includes The Conjuring, Annabelle, The Conjuring 2, Annabelle Creation, The Nun, The Curse of La Llorona, Annabelle Comes Home, and The Conjuring, The Devil Made Me Do It. I watched It and It Chapter 2. I watched the Fear Street Trilogy, Fear Street uh, 94, Fear Street 78, and Fear Street 1666. I watched the Godfather trilogy. I watched Escape from New York and Escape from L.A. I watched the Bill and Ted trilogy, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey, and Bill and Ted face the music. I watched Suicide Squad, Birds of Prey, and the Suicide Squad. So that's kind of a Suicide Squad slash Harlequin trilogy. I watched the Mad Max franchise. Mad Max, The Road Warrior, Mad Max Beyond Thunderdome, and uh, Mad Max Free Road. I watched the Lost Boys trilogy, which includes the original Lost Boys, Lost Boys, The Tribe, Lost Boys, The Thirst. I watched City Slickers and City Slickers 2, Legend of Curly's Gold. I watched all the TCM movies. What does TCM stand for? That stands for The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which includes that film, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre Part 2, Leatherface, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3, Texas Chainsaw Massacre The Next Generation, Texas Chainsaw, also known as Texas Chainsaw 3D, and Leatherface. And by the way, there's a new one coming to Netflix before the year is over and finally i watched babe and babe pig in the city 13 complete franchises there you go folks thanks for spending time with me next week i will talk about just one movie not a little bit about a bunch of movies and i just wanted to like get my feet wet remind you guys what my voice sounded like and say hey i'm back we're doing podcasts again. Whippity-dippity, yippity-doo-dah, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Take care of yourself, please, and take care of each other. I love you lots. Until next time, aloha.